All right, man. I think we have the issues fixed out. Got it for real now, right? Hello, test. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Let's do a test for the show. That, that's supposed to be done off air. This shows our professionalism and the fact that we're, we're constantly trying to perfect this fine piece of audio material that we put out I've been week. a sinking ship, man. Every episode barely gets, <laughs> barely gets to air. What? That is nonsense. Can you, maybe you should buy a new computer. I think that's it. I. You think I should go PC instead of Apple? Maybe. Oh. Maybe that would help. That's like going from the. Is it? I don't even know if that's going to a better vessel, man. Yeah. That's like from one sinking ship to another. It's not Apple, man. It's the fucking garage bin. Uh, put your feelers out and get that uh, Pro Tools. Can you do that? Um, um, hmm. mm-hmm. You think we would know someone where we are? Where are we? What? <laughs> We're in a right. place that shall not be named. We're insiders, though. All right. Uh, welcome to Start to Continue podcast. Big episode number one eight. 18. Wow. Yeah. Who'd have thought? That's my fucking line, dude. Uh, well, you walked away, so I All thought right, I better I'm signing jump in off there. then today. <laughs> you can't sign off. You can't off. do both. Oh, you shit. Podcast well, whore. you got to do your sponsorship. Uh, you whore. Come on. Uh, this episode of Start to Continue Podcast number 18 is brought to you by nosnob.com. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> Keep going. Wine reviews for under $20 a (laughs) bottle. Smart, funny, tasty. That's nosnob.com. If you can tell, we're back to recording in the middle of the night. (laughs) Have another sip of coffee, man. I think we're both in a good mood this time. Uh, Yeah, I'm in a good mood. Uh, Yeah, you're not going to chew my head off? Aside from all the technical issues we're facing. uh, Trifles, my friend, trifles. Okay, so... um, Hey, lay in. you got to lay it into it, man. Let's get going. Well, um, you mentioned Apple. We're on iTunes. This podcast is on iTunes. Uh, tell them we had, a, oh, we, had yeah. uh, we had iTunes get mad at us. Us. What do we do? Like, are we really that vulgar? Well, um, you got us kicked off of iTunes. Yeah, so that's we pretty were good. kicked off of iTunes. They sent us a message. You got, can you go pull that up? Because it, it's yeah. interesting, the wording they uh, put on this email. Um, I happened to, at one point, we were getting some good numbers on the Podomatic site. We were in the top 10 for a short time. And I wanted to change our tagline to something a bit more grabby, you know, to grab you. Because um, it was just, I think it was uh, two dudes chat about the issues of the day or whatnot. And if you were to just... On if you were on the front page of Podomatic browsing through the top ten and you hovered your cursor over the show, that's what would show up. And so I really wanted to grab people with a snappier line. So um, you know, I I uh, what would you say? I flowered it up a bit. You know, I made it a bit more. Uh, you did, man. I might have used the word prick or pricks, but is that is that so bad? You know, you prick your finger, whatever. I said, uh, these two pricks uh, kick the crap out of what you watch, uh, listen, play, 
and shortly after that, um, iTunes sent us a letter saying, uh, you're no longer in the iTunes database. And we weren't. It was gone. What, uh, <laughs> did you find the wording yet that they said? No, I'm trying to log in still. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what's our email again? Start <laughs> to continue mail at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> Um, so they sent us an email back saying, um, actually, they didn't even tell us the reason at that point, did hold they? Hold on, I'm logging in here. I'm doing it through my phone. Yeah. Yeah, we'll all just hold on. We'll all just wait. I'll have another pause. No, keep going, man. Keep, uh. <laughs> so they didn't, they just said you're out of the database. And then I think, uh, Joe responded, um, you responded. There asking why. So the original iTunes uh, response to us after we found out that we had been kicked off was, uh, the iTunes store podcast directory does not permit the use of explicit or self-censored explicit language in the podcast title, subtitle, description, or cover art. Please remove an explicit or self-censored language from the orf aforementioned areas. Once removed, please inform our team for further review. So that's what we didn't get. The self-censored explicit language. What does that mean? Self-censored. Like if you thought you were saying something bad and you cleaned it up, we still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, their initial email to us was that just went, Dear podcast owner, the following podcast has not been included in the iTunes podcast directory. Then it gives our name and then it goes, Submissions may not be included for... In the directory for a variety of reasons, and then they give us a link to the um, apple.com slash iTunes website to figure it out for ourselves. So I had to write them an email saying, I didn't understand what's going on. Uh, can you please give us any advice as what to do? They in turn send us that email that I read previously. Yeah, luckily enough, there was like your, it was it was a dude that wrote you back and, yeah. you know, told you what was, well, in their corporate so we went, uh, we changed it and replied back going, uh, we really appreciate you getting back to us and we believe we have fixed the problem. It seems the description of the show was updated with new overzealous language in which we have promptly removed. It is ready for your review and we are really excited about having our podcast back in the iTunes directory. Because we love iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> we are more, and I can't believe you put this next line in. We are more than happy to follow the rules. What? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they put us back in and everything was the same. Our reviews were still in there and uh, all the episodes were there. So it was, that was interesting. So if you're on iTunes, look us up and uh, throw a quick review on there for us. It certainly help out. Keep us, uh, keep the iTunes people happy, you know, that we're super clean. So now it's difficult with every episode we put out. You know, we have our huge creative meetings on what to title these episodes and descriptions, and now we don't know what we can put in the descriptions. Like the last episode was uh, entitled, uh, what was it? Joe and his, uh, what was the last what, episode? What, the one that you posted? Title? Yeah. Episode 17. Oh, Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Uh, something about, oh, because we talked about the uh, ball shaving incident. 
Yeah, but I couldn't. I immediately put in Better Call Saul's scratchy balls. Then I thought, wait a minute, that might be self-censored, explicit uh, tone. So I, I had to figure out something else. And you had referenced your balls as eggs earlier, so I had to throw. I changed the title to uh, Joe's Eggs. I can't log out of this thing on my phone, man. Or scratchy eggs, or smooth eggs. Smooth yeah, eggs. that's what it's called. So that was exciting. Keep going, man. I'm trying to figure this out. Well, put your phone down because it doesn't matter anymore. Fuck this bullshit. Put your phone Fuck down. Fuck you, Google. Put your phone I down. I hate Google, man. Well, what a fucking joke. <laughs> Don't you love how when you're logged into one thing on Google, like say your email, and then you try to do something else that's Google-based under a different account, it automatically pulls over your what your initial login is. So if you want to go from a personal account to something anonymous. Yeah, you have to log out. Yeah, you got to log out. It's yeah. You motherfucker. Well, they're protecting you. Are they? Yeah, that's them protecting you. From what? Say thank you to them. Well, are you kicked I, off I, Google Blogger now? Anyways, I got to apologize if I sound nasally and whatnot. I'm getting over yet another round of uh, cold. Here we go. Thanks to my kids. Uh, they had stayed home from school. Wife was sick, and uh, I was dodging it for a while, and then every day it comes and Are goes. Are you sick on your days off? No, well, it comes and goes. I'll, I'll get a sore throat, but then it, it goes pretty quick. Uh, you know, I've you know, as you get older, um, you tend to get sick a lot more, right? Well, it's the kids, man. Aren't you old to have kids? I'm fortifying with the, the juicing, though, and that's that seems to stave off. How can you afford that juicer? Ah, it's hard. It's hard, that's for sure. Went through uh, like five pounds of carrots in two days kind of thing. Fortifying myself. Carrots and kale. It's the only way I'll get it in me is if I liquefy it. So You should try and get the vegetables that they're going to throw out at a discounted rate. Well, I think you're... Just go, think, go dumpster diving in the back. No, I, by that time, I think all of the healthy enzymes and what you need are, are broken down on mm, it. They're still there. Still there, hmm. so um, maybe if you get some grass in your backyard, you could actually try planting some gardens and save some cash there. Oh, how's that? That is a good. Nice idea. vegetable garden. Ditch all the grass. That's where you're not complaining about how <laughs> you how you don't water your grass and you wonder why it's not alive. Uh, the the grass is on a comeback, man. This is uh, this year. It's all going to be gone <laughs> through the winter time. No, no. No, man. Always the happens, man. Always happens. No. You and your legal bags of, of seed that you bring in from the States. That's right. I brought, well, maybe we shouldn't say anything. I don't want uh, oh. the federal government coming down. But if someone were to have brought back, say, uh, American-grade weed and feed, they would have a really good chance at a good yard this year. Mm hmm. Mm. So last week we did talk about Better Call Saul. Any more thoughts on that? Nope. Still looking forward to it. So we um, were uh, we were afraid that uh, it was going to be in a permanent time slot after Walking Dead. Um, happy to report now that, and they've gone across, AMC's gone across their Twitters, and uh, they're promoting it now. So it appears that it's only for the first episode that it's going to follow Walking Dead. 
then it moves to its own night. And if I was oh really okay, if I was on the ball, I could tell you what its own night its own night is. I'm thinking Monday, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's escaped me. But it's only the first night that it's going to be Walking Dead. Better call Saul than Talking Dead. Hmm. And Hardwick's been on his uh, tweet machine too, saying Talking Dead will return to its normal time for the rest of the season. Yeah, that wouldn't have made sense to have it. I think we we thought about that though. It didn't make sense to have it split up permanently like that. It's too big of a draw right now. Well, yeah, Talking Dead is like it's a guaranteed its respect. It's guaranteed two hours of of ratings for AMC, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Talking Dead uh, is does great numbers. And they're very happy with it. I think they should be confident enough that the, the Breaking Bad fans are still are still so diehard that they'll they'll go and tune into Better Call Saul wherever it is or whatever time slot it's Absolutely. in. Absolutely, definitely. So they just want the huge lead in for the first time, and then they'll be off to the races on their own night. Um, so that's a good thing. What else can we scratch off the list here? Um, Since we're talking about TV shows, can I mention what I've been watching on the last two days off? All right. Yeah, you're excited. <laughs> uh, I've managed to plow through the entire, well, within the last two days, make that you know three or four, um, the whole season of Gotham so far. And that show, if you're not watching Gotham, you're missing out. Come on. Why would you not give it a try? I Every did. Show, I gave it no, the first episode. It is utterly fantastic. Hmm. From what we thought it was going to be initially with all the promos they were airing on TV, like how could they do a show without Batman and just on the villains or whatever? And the cast has expanded so much. And, and just, I, I can't describe it. The, the characters they've introduced, the acting, the writing, it's every episode just gets better and better. Well, can you tell me how? What what is it comparable to? Because uh, what I saw just looked like it'd be uh, well. They they're they're delving into each of the characters deeper and deeper. Mainly, um, I wouldn't even say uh, Young Master Bruce is that much of a main character at the moment. A lot of it's been uh, formulating around uh, Detective Gordon, right? Yeah, Detective Gordon and his young, supermodel wife, young cat girl or cat woman. Who just goes by the name of Cat? Uh, Gordon's. She's not a supermodel. She's like a art gallery. His uh, fiance. Well, the actress is uh, looks like a supermodel. She's very attractive. Yeah, but there's actually. Uh, she actually does a couple of lesbian scenes in the show. Heyo. If that's your interest. Well, she that was helps. formerly she was formerly a lesbian. With. One of the detectives in the precinct. Oh. So there's a wow. plot twist there. I don't want, like, I can keep going on and on to make it interesting to you. Like, Gordon and her have split up in the show. Spoilers. So now he's dating or seeing uh, that hot model that I had pointed out to you last week, the one who was on V. Remember the alien one? Oh, Yeah. Who I told you was on. Yeah, and she, well, I, I said initially that she was on uh, Firefly, right? Yeah, you went back to Firefly. Everything goes back to Firefly for you. But, um, yeah, and then Gordon's partner, they delved into his past. It's, every character is just fantastic. Penguin is 
probably the highlight of the show. Well, is it is it edgy? Like, it, does it yeah. show? They show people getting killed. Yeah. What time does it air at night? There's two ladies making out. Is that it a nine you? o'clock show or a it's, ten o'clock uh, show? No, it's nine. Hmm. Is it almost done for the season? It must be. Well, uh, maybe I'll. And even uh, uh, Will Smith's wife, there, Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah. I hate her with a passion. Well, and I couldn't stand she her does. In the first episode. Dude, she is fantastic in this Come show. On. She was awful in the first episode. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> There's a war between the three mob bosses, which her being one. Yeah. And then two other Dons trying to rule Gotham. So there's a three-way triangle there, seeing who can take over who. Uh, if you remember in Dexter, uh, the uh, the cop character Angel, well, the Spanish I, guy, the Latino guy. I never guy, watched Dexter. He's in this show now. He's one of the Dons. I couldn't commit to Dexter. You are a lost cause, my friend. I only got so much time. I find time, and I've got two kids. Yeah. <laughs> As we've established, I just I don't spend any other time with my wife or anything else. You ship your kids off all day, so you can do whatever you want all day. Whereas some of us still watch our kids, so I got I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't waste your time because I I like TV that much. I yeah. highly recommend you checking out Gotham, sticking through it. This is the guy that watches Vampire Diaries and Girls, <laughs> both good shows. <laughs> In their own respective rights. Well, what about uh, the Super Bowl? Just finished, just aired on uh, a few days ago. Yep. Uh, what do you want to say about that one? Well, what did you think? Great game. Uh, the halftime show, probably the first two songs were the best with the production I've seen in a long time. With uh, Katy Perry riding out in that giant tiger for Roar and then... Uh, she did some other song. Some other, yeah. Some other. Some Dancing on the Island song. I don't know what the fuck. Well, for event production, sure, it looked good and all that jazz. But uh, don't you need someone with an instrument for a football halftime? I was happy when Springsteen did it uh, two, three years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, you need someone with an instrument. You need a guitar visible. Well, Lenny Kravitz came out for one song. Did he have his guitar? Yeah. Yeah, he must have. Did a bit of soloing there. It was a duet with Katy Perry, one of her yeah. songs, right? Yeah, it was but, about uh, 40 seconds long. But Oh, fuck. I don't know why you keep gaining it up. What was uh, what about the football? What did you think of the football? Uh, it was actually good. I enjoyed that it was actually a, a tight game. Well, I think the last, if I remember correctly, the last two or three Super Bowls were actually within a touchdown difference of scoring. So I guess in that sense, this stayed along the same path line and made it exciting. Well, nothing, this, nothing worse than a blowout, right? This was definitely the closest Super Bowl in and it a long just, time. And it came down to one play, and Seattle fucked it up. They did the wrong play. That's what everyone's saying. I, I look it, at well, it the, the other way. I think that play was extremely ballsy, and no one, no one can imagine him making that play, which makes it a great play to try, doesn't it? If everyone is expecting a run, you go with a throw. Now, yeah, but it was it was a perfect defensive maneuver to intercept that ball. It was just per- 
perfection the way he got nudged the receiver's shoulder at the exact moment the ball would have been in his arms, went through his arms right to the interception. It was just a perfect defensive play, and I don't think it was a bad call. I think Seattle, Seattle should have went with the guy who got them to the dance, right? Everyone was expecting a run. It, it, was, a, it was a ballsy call yeah, but you do the to run. go with the throw. I love it. I thought, you do the run because you know it's your best bet, and if, it's, if it doesn't work out, then so be it. You've done the right play. If he had caught it, that would have been a done deal, and everyone would have praised him for making the ballsiest call of the last few Super Bowls. It just didn't go his way. And as it is, they ended up losing the Super Bowl. It was just a perfect defensive And Brady gets his third Super Bowl ring. He he touched his shoulder the exact second that the ball was coming to him, like in such a way that you wouldn't get called for pass interference. It was just... It was goddamn this perfect defensive maneuver. And uh, if that wouldn't have happened, they would have got the touchdown. It would have been a good catch. And then uh, the Seagulls would have won. The Seagulls. <laughs> Just seeing if you're awake. Now, what about the numbers on this show? Do you know about the ratings? Uh, I know at the start they were bringing in roughly about uh, a little over 8 million viewers right from the first uh First throw of the ball, the numbers peaked, I believe, around, what was it, 11 million or 17? Which one was it? Well, again, if we were good and had all of our numbers in front of us, we'd be really professional. But what I recall, I think the average number was 11 mil, but it threw out a peak at one point of 17 mil. That's incredible for Canadian numbers. Now, we're talking Canadian numbers. Yeah, which is, that's absolutely astounding for a Canadian. You're, you're right. Yeah, it was the best rated like between, Super Bowl ever. Of course, it was the same in the States. They had the, their best rating ever. Yeah, they tend to say that every year. Um, again, the two main events for Canada alone tend to be the Super Bowl and the Oscars. Yeah, definitely. They're the Canadian broadcasters' biggest two shows. And, of course... Um, at the same time as the Super Bowl, um, there was a lot of rumbling around because everyone gets upset that in Canada we don't get to see um, the American commercials, even though you can look them up online in any. You can look them up. You can see them online a week before the actual Super Bowl. So yeah, and and, and a week before, people start grumbling about why they have to see Canadian ads instead of these you know, overly produced American ones, which is, is valid, I guess. You know, I like to see the, the American commercials too, but we are in Canada. We aren't living in the States, so we are given the Canadian signal. So the CRTC has bowed to all the, the dummy pandering out there and has said uh, 2017? Yeah, the next Super Bowl will be the last one where the current broadcast provider of it being CTV... Um, will be able to demand the BDUs um, to put our put to put CTV signal over the American broadcast of it, which would allow the Canadian commercials to go to air and thus bring in revenue for the company. Yeah, this is the only show they're going to offer this yeah, exemption to simultaneous substitution, which will be the Canadian broadcaster's biggest show, they won't be allowed to have SimSub. 
Now, do you want to explain oh, the process of I simulcast substitution? It. I would love there is so much confusion about simultaneous substitution out there. It, it's frustrating. So basically a broadcaster such as CTV will buy the rights to the Super Bowl or any other American show, and that gives them jurisdiction over the land for that particular show. So anywhere that show is seen... It should be uh, a CTV version of that show. And even over the air, like the, uh, the American stations over the air signal could come into the country. They even could possibly have the right to jam that signal so you can only see the CTV version of that show because they bought the rights to it. Right, yeah. so they want as many Canadian eyeballs on their uh, broadcast signal of the show. Right, and that's how they make their profit. Right. Right. So they sell the advertising for their show, and um, anywhere that it's shown, you will see the ads that they sold and put on their version of that show. Um, you don't even have the opportunity to see the American ads for that show in Canada. That's what uh, the broadcaster. Right, because then why would any kind of uh, television provider be it CTV, Global, City, you know, Rogers? Why would they pay X amount of dollars? And we're talking millions of dollars for programming, be it Super Bowl or be it any kind of other, any any kind of show that's produced in the in the United States that they buy to bring over here. Why would they pay that kind of money and then not be able to uh, have a return on their profit by being able to charge Canadian companies advertising dollars to, to you know, promote their products within that whatever time span, right? Right. We're talking, I think the number is $250 million a year in revenue is gained through simultaneous substitution. Now, that's across all television providers yeah so uh, you know it's so hard to explain this but basically at the bdu level at the bell rogers or shaw they have a schedule and they know that at 8 p.m uh let's say what's your favorite american show gotham is on they know at that time on the nbc cable position they have to make a switch and put the ctv signal actually over the NBC cable spot. So on the American cable station and on the Canadian CTV station, they're both the same CTV Gotham. So the Canadian ads are seen on both spots of the dial. They're right? the, Does they're, that make sense? They're, on the, they're the same it? in Canada, you mean? Yes. In Canada, yes. So this at the Canada. same time, whatever, 9 o'clock on whatever night, uh... NBC is showing Gotham with American commercials. And at the exact same time in Canada, they're showing the same show, <laughs> yeah, but with Canadian commercials. Right. And we substitute over the American one. Right. So they do that for the hour at the actual cable station or satellite station or whatever it is. They make the switch. It's not the broadcaster making the switch for every commercial break, let's say. 
at the cable station, they make the switch. They put the Canadian signal over the American signal for whatever the scheduled amount of time is. Now, this is the first time the CRTC is telling us, telling Canadian broadcasters, that uh, the Super Bowl will not be granted simultaneous substitution, which you got to question, why would any Canadian broadcaster want the show at that point? Why would you pay whatever it costs to get the rights for the Super Bowl, which is huge, right? if, one, you're not going to be able to sell any ad space, and two, no one is going to watch it anyways because they're all watching the American version. So what? you tell me, what is the CRTC thinking here? I don't think anyone can really understand their logic for the time being. But why why are why are they pandering just so the Canadian public can see American commercials during we'll, we'll leave it at this within the Super Bowl within within a this one sporting event. It makes absolutely no sense. What what do they think that's going to do to the economy? Like it's a whole trickle down effect, right? Much, much like what happened when, um, uh, whatever time span it was, uh, where all the automobile industry crapped out for everybody, right? Mm. It's the whole trickle down effect. It just doesn't affect the automakers. It, it trickles down to whatever uh, companies they hire out to make specific products for the company. Uh, it affected ad revenue in terms of. Um, Advertising agencies and companies uh, not really promoting their products out there. You know, everybody remembers how how bad and how hard hit the economy was for those couple of years, right? So it's the same thing. It's when you're eliminating that kind of uh, promotion of your products through companies. Uh, well. You we're, know. we're essentially giving free advertising to American companies. Yeah. So, but it goes down to the jobs too, right? Like you're, you're not going to need ad- advertising companies to promote your products on TV if, you know, say it expanded to a greater extent than just one, one sporting event, right? Which it could possibly happen in the future. What would happen to like, uh, if, it, if they moved it down to like hockey games or baseball games? Right. Uh, yeah. Why leave it just the Super Bowl? Well, that's the thing. It's a, I can see how the broadcasters are concerned that this is going to roll to other things. But Super Bowl is the granddaddy. That is the jewel. And uh, that a broadcaster could make a big bulk of their ad revenue just from that one show for the entire year. It's all that show. That and the Oscars. So they're giving that away so the broadcaster who airs the Super Bowl is going to lose that jewel out of their year-long ad revenue which it yeah could it could break it could break a broadcaster but no broadcaster would pay to to own the show nope. if they couldn't you know uh, sustain ads for it because <laughs> so it in the end that also sense. would affect uh, the main broadcaster from the states that the that the Canadian company would be buying off of, which in turn, I'm sure the NFL gets a kickback from whatever profits, you know, right? Let's, the sale of the rights of, of the Super Bowl entail, right? 
Yeah, the NFL would have sold uh, the Canadian broadcast rights, and if they don't have a sale, so they're gonna they're gonna get hurt too. Um, all because people complain to the CRTC that they can't see these ads. I mean, we live in Canada. That's well, number so, one. You're watching it for the Super Bowl. You're watching it for the football. It's a get together thing that people do. You know, that night, Sunday night, you're at home, or you go to someone's house, or. You go to a bar or whatever. You think you're there to actually watch the game, like. But how can how this... stupid of me to think that you're not there to actually enjoy the sporting event, or you know, <laughs> see these fuckheads who go to concerts and get all drunk or doped up or whatever, and then they miss half the fucking show. Oh, absolutely. So why are you paying money for this? But it just it's mind-boggling that the gov the governing body, you know, over Canadian broadcasting, is essentially opening the door for this American signal to come in for free. They're introducing American competition to our Canadian system, which they're supposed to protect. It's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, I thought it was essentially just came down to Canadian content, right? Now... Do the... Whatever. So what... They obviously have to defend their decision. And all of the... Do they? All the yokels out there applaud the decision because they get to see their... American commercials, but the CRTC can say, well, listen, this will just embolden Canadian advertisers to make better ads that can compete with the American Super Bowl ad. Yeah, but how do you how do you judge that a Canadian ad is suddenly comparable or on the same level as an American ad? It'll never happen. There's no way Canadian Tire is going to spend what Wells Fargo spends on a 30-second ad. Yeah, like who right? do we have? We've got the banks, we've got the autom- automobile companies, and... The automobile companies are going to use their American ad anyways. Yeah. So there's our, there's our big... Uh, we got Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons, Coke and Gamble. Coke? Coke's American. They're going to use their American ads. Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons what I said. They're not going to step up and come close to these spectacles that the Americans are producing. It's like, um, it's just not going to happen. And it's the same thing if the CRTC says to eliminate simultaneous substitution altogether, which means no Canadian broadcaster will bother buying American programs anymore. And the CRTC will say that will just embolden the Canadian broadcaster into creating Canadian content, Canadian-produced shows that can compete against the American shows. It's just not possible, is it? It's like saying CTV has as much uh, money to spend on programming as, say, Fox does or NBC. Yeah, ludicrous. It's crazy. Crazy. So, uh, I don't know. And then what would a company like... um you know, the CBC. What chance would they even have? Less than zero. Well, yeah. Of course, they're they're going at it the most with their own, with the most Canadian-produced content. But in the sense of trying to compare it to an American, American show, they've got less than zero chance of even trying to compete with that. Yeah, no one, what, what is our top export Canadian show. Mm. The Beachcombers? 
<laughs> no, they couldn't even export that. Degrassi? Sure. Degrassi, let's say. I guess. Um, that brings in know, peanuts, probably. Flashpoint was a big show, but it's nowhere near what Gotham would be, right? It's just we, you can't compete on that level. It just can't be done. Now, on the cable side of things, like specialty channels, they they have a little bit more leeway to try their own shows uh, because it's a it's a dual revenue system when you're a specialty channel. You have revenue from subscribers and you get revenue from commercials. So you already have all the subscriber money that's paying your nut and the commercial revenue is just icing on the cake. No, the subscriber money comes in generally because the specialty channels are tied together in packages, right? <laughs> that's right. That's another thing that could fall apart as well, which consumers would love to be able to take apart the bundling of TV channels, but then you would lose specialty channels would just right. fold up and die because no one is going to pay for... You know, so like, for example, <clears throat> I don't know, whatever. I, I It's been so long since I've looked at the packages, but okay, my favorite package being uh, the movie channels. Right, I'm paying whatever twenty five bucks a month for that, but that includes you know I get it because I like um, not necessarily for the movies themselves, but or for the yeah like the movie channels like uh, the movie network or whatever. But I get it because of HBO one and two, and so if they gave you the option of of separating them, mm-hmm. you know I would just pick HBO HBO two. And maybe one movie channel. I don't need the five or six different, you know, MXS and whatever else is included within the movie package. Right. But I, I was thinking even more further down the dial where you've got these. Uh... Well, I just couldn't think of the other <laughs> other packages, like where you got like Discovery Channel and Animal Planet. Yeah, and, Discovery uh... Civilization, let's say. Who's going who's gonna to pay extra just for that channel? Or when... uh, whatever that women's channel is. Yeah, all your much channels. Uh, the W Network, you know, things like that. Much Music, Much Music 2. You know, the fact that a lot of these channels that you see on your dial as you go through it even exist is because they've been packaged together with, with say, one or two strong components, right? So they get subscriber money no matter what. No matter what their content, they get subscriber money because they were grouped into something you yeah. wanted to So purchase. if a shitty channel gets packaged in with, say, two or three really good channels that everyone buys, even if zero viewers tune into that shitty channel, it still gets a piece of the pie due to the fact of what the other channels bring in. Yeah, that's why broadcasters are always scrambling when specialty licenses are up for grabs because it's, it's easy money. You don't, even no matter what you pump out, you're getting the subscriber money. And then if you are able to sell ads, that's just icing on the cake. Now, the thing is, if they unbundle that and go to pick and play, everyone is afraid that these small channels will disappear, which they very well could, and maybe they should because they have no decent content. And the CRTC's thinking would be, if you unbundle these, you force these little channels to actually put content forward. So it would actually be creating work for Canadian television industry. If they could afford to put product forward. That's the thing. The so, reason why these companies got these specialty licenses is that they could do it for free. If they had to actually invest in it, they probably wouldn't have the guts to go through with it and put money into it. Now, I got to uh, I gotta say, 
I'm really happy with the uh, the Blue Ant Media. They have a few specialty channels, and they're just filling it up with their own content. They make their own shows. They're actually watchable, and I got to give them credit for going at it. They have a like uh, backyard bounty, which is like Canadian American pickers. Um, yeah, but a lot of it's they what, have some cooking so-called shows. "Quote unquote reality TV, right? It's all it's all rea- cheaply made reality TV, but it's all well produced and very watchable. So I got to give them credit for actually bucking the trend and just putting on reruns of friggin' Stargate or uh, you know something else, and actually putting content out there and hiring Canadian television industry people. Way to go, Blue Ant!" So in closing, did you want to? Is there anything you want to say about this? Or I hope we explained it good. It's, you want, it's do you want people to, to check out anything in terms of <clears throat> furthering their knowledge on this? Or well, you can definitely look up the ruling on the CRTC website, but I would point you to um, uh, Kevin O'Leary from uh, Shark Tank and Dragons Den and BNN. He's on BNN now. He was on CBC for you know. Kevin O'Leary, what's his name, Mr. Wonderful? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. He's the main, if you watch Shark Tank in Canada, he's the main guy who sits in the middle. Multi-billionaire. Yeah, and Uh, he's a shareholder in the broadcast industry, so he has has something to lose in this, and uh, he he is, he he has some good words about it. Uh, Well, about this, we'll put the link up and you can click on it. It's a... it's actually like a 10 or 15 minute video piece where he actually comes down pretty hard on the CRT decision. Um, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. And I mean, like we hear you, we know you want to watch the American ad. I know, I know, but we're in Canada. Sorry. You know, and it's not like in Belgium. Here's my opinion on this, man. It's just a fucking commercial really. Yeah. And the reason that you can watch a lot of these programs is because of the Canadian commercial content that pays for them, right? Well, if you still want a Canadian television industry, you know. Not just that, man. It's the trickle-down effect that's going to affect yeah, a oh, lot of things. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that. I think leave us a comment if uh, if this was a complete confusion for you, and we'll try to <laughs> we'll try to sound it out better in the next one. Be. I think I think we explained it all right, but if you want to engage in conversation on this, drop us some comments or send us emails, and uh, go on the Twitter on at uh, STC Pod, and we'll talk about it. What else? Where else do you want to go from here? Take me a little further down the rabbit hole, man. Uh, down the rabbit oh, hole? Oh, I don't wanted to ask you. the On the last show, you uh, threw a question at me in terms of whether or not you should go through with this third man record. Uh, yeah. By or quarterly payment you're supposed to give them. Was it like some pint of blood and $1,000? <laughs> what is it? No, it, it was, it's really tempting. Third Man Records, uh, Jack White's label. 
It was a quarterly payment of $60, and that would get you quarterly this vinyl package full of LPs and seven-inchers and posters and whatnot. Um, and looking at it from the American side of things with the American prices, if you were an American, it was only 60 bucks. That's shipping included. Uh, yeah, but for that kind of package, that's it's, it's, it's cheap, I'd say. You can go to the record store and buy that package for under $60. So they're offering it to you for $60. Now, when I looked into it, and I was right to the last second to the deadline to jump in for the latest shipment, uh, the, for Canada, you have to throw in an extra 10 bucks, so that makes it $70. And then once you go through the exchange... That kicked it up to almost ninety-five dollars. It's just too much. Fuck that! I couldn't. Ugh. I couldn't do it, man. You'd have to really. I know you're into vinyl, and you like Jack Black and all, or Jack Black, Jack White. Well, I love Jack Black too. <laughs> but uh, you know, ninety bucks four times a year. Yeah. For something that you may not be crazy about. And that's the thing. It was something that would have been really cool to get this release, but it it wasn't something that I'm dying to get. Or would you even listen to it more than once or twice? Well, yeah. I had no idea uh, what it would sound like. I'm glad like. I talked you out of it. It was all you, yeah. You can uh, buy me breakfast. Actually, I do believe you still owe me a breakfast. You can take that breakfast off the <laughs> list then. No way. You're welcome. No, it was, I, had to, I had to come to a reasonable decision on this. 95 bucks quarterly is 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 too much i couldn't do it maybe if i had your money but uh i had to pass i'll see what the release is on the next quarter and then yeah like you could look at it this way how often is record day every year uh we have two now in the spring and in the fall mm. like that's 90 dollars. okay so you could take even if say you were to spend that 90 quarterly but now that you're not You've got yourself $180 every every record day that you can put towards something really nice, really fantastic that you really want to have in your collection, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just the better route. Well, all right, man. Um, I'm still going to check it out next quarter, though, <laughs> see what they offer. Did we just have a record day that went by? No. Well, in the fall, oh. Black Friday. Well, and, what uh, were you looking at? You went to... Uh, you were telling me earlier that story about you went to your local record store and you were trying to uh, bring it up, man. <laughs> we're all about honesty on this thing. Don't worry about uh, no. Well, ruining uh, future sponsorship. I didn't. No, I'm just you know. I uh, the latest Bob Dylan album came out. Entitled what? Uh, Back on the porch again, or something like no, that. I don't. It's a it's a album full of old standards that Sinatra sang. Not necessarily a Sinatra album, but it's old standards that Sinatra happened to sing at one point. And that came out on Tuesday, so I went out to uh, the local record store to pick it up, and they didn't even know it was due to be released that day. And they said, even if it was released, I don't have it. So I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I can just give my money to Amazon. I want to give it to you people. Amazon's got it right there. I can have it by the end of the week. But what, I'd what like they, to uh, give it to you people. What's Amazon selling it for? 
18, nine, no, no, 21, I think, because it's on vinyl. I think. You know how many Transformers I could buy with that much money? Uh, Zero. One foot? <laughs> so Zero I, point zero. I wasn't happy that they didn't have it. I, I don't understand. Can you understand how they could not have a mass-produced album in a record store? So Well, I don't know. It, it would kind of depend on the clientele that, that visits the store and, and in terms of what sales they're, or what specific artists they're really buying. You're not going to bring in an artist. An artist uh, There's only so many releases every Tuesday. You, you'd think they'd get in one piece at least yeah, of but each. If no one's buying Dylan or whatever, why would they bring it in? Oh, come on. Right behind the counter, they have a huge Bob display. It's ridiculous. Still, how big is their uh, Springsteen display? Uh, it was in the back alley in one of those free crates. Are you still looking for me? Yeah, as always, man. How many times do I have to hook you up? No, what album am I looking for specifically? Looking for the river <laughs> or... Uh, you know what? I'd take a Born in the USA one. I already gave you one of those, you meathead. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I got to double check Christ. that. And then I gave you this beautiful... Yeah, but I don't How remember... How many discs were in that box that I gave you? Uh, five or six. Five, yeah, of live performances, Springsteen performances. But... Just for you. That's what I do. You were knocking the Springsteen uh, Born in the USA album... But you and I just did a recent listen to it straight through from a live concert that he did, right? And what was your take on that when we heard the whole album? And did you did you forget how many great songs were on that? I did forget. I had to get you to actually double check because I couldn't I couldn't believe how many yeah. hits were on that. Springsteen one album. did a live. We'll put the link up for it. He put did a live uh, concert. Well, obviously. But uh, start to finish every single song in order that he had uh, produced on the Born in the USA album. And it was, it's just mind-blowing how every single song, it was like 12 or 14, every single one is a hit. Yeah, there was, there was like no beats. And when, 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 when you say Born in the USA, obviously everyone just thinks of that the one title track and that's it, right? There's hit after hit after hit. It's just a fantastic piece of musicianship. Well, I'm not going to say like I, they're all my, my picks for music, but I can admit that they're all legitimate hits on the charts. They were all radio play numbers. It's crazy. Crazy enough to end the podcast? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's yeah. I, it's just crazy. I can't think of a better way to end than on Springsteen. And we have to put a link to that concert. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Well, as executive producer, I am advising you, uh, director of media relations, or what the <laughs> fuck your title is. <laughs> what are you now? Um, Twitter master yeah. or director of Twitter? Unfortunately, yeah. One more job you put on me. Well. As executive producer, that's my job is to create content and to delegate. I think we would both be executive producer. Um, yeah, but we're using my laptop, so I've got uh, <laughs> that extra 2% percentage of stock. Yeah, because that thing works, works so great. 
It's a workhorse. It is so good. Listen, you're in charge of Twitter. You're in charge <laughs> of the YouTube. Two pretty important pieces of the cog of this uh, beast that we're trying to create. Yeah, let's get people go to the YouTube channel, and, and we want people to start subscribing. I'm in charge of all this editing and bullshit. Subscribes. Getting the stuff ready to be oh, put out. Exactly. I'm in charge of our blog, which is up and running. Well, I'm in charge of producing and creating ideas and content for us. <laughs> really? Yeah. One man can't do everything. Really? Both of our jobs are equally as important. <laughs> Yours, I certainly, I'm certainly blown away um, how addicted you are like a teenage girl with this no, fucking Twitter. I'm working. I'm working. One of us does you work. Call it, it what you will, my I, friend. I laugh my ass off when I saw all your brainstorming notes for this upcoming episode. You had a big sheet of paper in front of you, didn't you? <laughs> you had two <laughs> bullet points. One was Gotham, and the other one was blank. I believe I said Gotham <laughs> is great. That was your brainstorming for the show. I'm doing other things. I had points in my head, which I came up with in this show. It, it all played out. We're pushing almost an hour, which is more than enough content for one listening. Well, Save it, man. You gotta, can't blow your wad on everything. Well, you definitely that's why had I'm, your Gotham. That's why I'm EP, man. <laughs> oh, you're EP in it? Yeah. Okay. Figuring stuff out, deciding what should air when and where and... Well, send Joe a line if you're upset and how things are sounding or if there's too many gaps or uh, no. you hear Joe's feet clicking on the floor and banging so on the desk. It's, and it's part of the show, brother. Send that complaint to the EP. It's part of the realism that we continue to provide you within our guaranteed one show minimum a week. Really? So if you're... That's what we lay down for the people. We will supply one show. You a week. listen, we guarantee a show every week, <laughs> minimum. What, what happened earlier in the month? You went two weeks with You a went show. on vacation <laughs> and fucking bailed. I should have went solo. <laughs> I want to hear that show. I'm dying for that show. Listen. Anyways, check out and our it, YouTube channel. As always, where else can they find us? And uh, while well, we're fighting with Facebook, Follow us on Twitter at, at STC pod. So S-T-C-P-O-D. Uh, send us links, or send us links. Send us questions, anything you want, uh, to our email, which is start to continue mail at gmail.com. We reply to this shit, too. Yeah. A lot of these other podcasts, hey, you're not going to get any response from them. We're replying to stuff. All the time. Well, I, that's because it's my job. So, uh, yes. And uh, where else is that in? We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Oh, you can follow us on our new blog site. Well, it's not um, really complete yet. It's it's up and running. You can rough. catch the latest show on there. Uh, if Bill would send me content, <laughs> it's still a little rough. So. We're not officially rolling that out yet. It's out there. Yeah, if you want to see a work in progress, it's there. Um, that is uh, stcpod.blogspot.ca. So stcpod.blogspot.ca. 
As always, you can find links to all of this um, if you go to my other blog, uh, which is my angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Anything else you want to throw out there? No. Post it and post it.